Welcome back to the Principal Leadership Lab, a podcast experience created for you by two public school administrators. Without further ado, let's join Jeff and Adam in this week's episode. Hey, Adam, welcome back to another episode of the Principal Leadership Lab. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you, Jeff? Hey, I'm, I'm great, man. Um, I, I usually say no, I, not, not usually, but sometimes I'll say live in the dream. This is definitely not not the dream. This is not, not what any school leader or teacher or, or student or parent had in mind at this time, man. This is, this is tough for, for everyone right now. Yeah, I would say a little bit more of a nightmare than a dream. <laughs> yeah, live in the nightmare. I can't yeah. say that, though. I can't no, you can't. That. It doesn't sound good. <laughs> that doesn't sound no. good. No. no. But we're back in school, and uh, we're, we're a few days in, and uh, our kids are digital, and our teachers are all um, reporting on site every day. And um, it's just strange walking down the hallways, and all the classroom doors are shut, and the teachers are uh, looking into their screens with, you know, at kids. And, and yep. it's just strange. It's quiet, and I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, as you know already that I'm coming back full capacity with our students next yeah. week. So we have our own set of challenges, and uh, we'll probably have to do some ebb and flow and do some pivoting and uh, some changes. Uh, our county has some increased of COVID identification. So uh, we're ready. Uh, we have all three venues ready to change into our models to change into yeah. from full virtual to full in person to a hybrid type of model. So, you Good. know, Jeff, uh, one of the things I was thinking about is that uh, our guest today has something in common with you. You guys are both full virtual right now. But then even a stronger aspect of what I noticed is that Demetrius is also sporting the same haircut that I have. And I think that's a really good sign of strong leadership. I think it happens on more of our podcasts than not. You know, I was going to say, uh, yet again, <laughs> I am stuck with, as the only guy with hair. I think the, the next, next episode, you should shave it for us on, on camera. Oh my gosh. Demetrius Ball, everyone, uh, was a first year middle school principal last year. First year principal out in San Ramon, California, and had to end his year uh, like we all did under COVID. So Demetrius, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, like, like Adam said, man, our listeners can't see you, but uh, you, you, you're definitely bald just like Adam. I can't, I can't believe this. I, I, we we joke about it, but we've had three guests tonight. All three of them have no hair except for me. Well, yeah, I don't got know. Good genes, I guess. That's right. Yeah, I guess so. That's that's. <laughs> I I can't stop even thinking about that. We're gonna do a whole show on that. We're just gonna bring on ball guys. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, uh, Demetrius, uh, you you're out in San Ramon, right, California? Yes. And uh, you guys, uh, at this point, you're back in school. We are back in school, um, just finished up our 11th day uh, in, in school in, in a completely virtual uh, environment, a virtual setting, uh, and it's been interesting to say the least. Um, you know, sure. I'm, what I'm used to is, uh, you know, making my rounds, moving in classrooms, and um, now I'm doing it. Um, jumping into Google Meets and, and Zoom calls. Uh, and so that's really interesting. And, and, you know, the admin team, myself, my assistant principal, our um, counseling team, our um, administrative um, support up front are all tech support now. That's wow. our main role throughout yeah. the day. 
Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. Talk about a pivot, right? I mean, you've had to make a hard pivot. So let's get into that a little bit. I'm really, I'm really curious, you know, you spent, uh, what I know about you is that you spent a few years as a high school assistant principal and then went into the middle school principalship just last year. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, it was interesting. I've, uh, I've kind of always seen myself as a high school person. I think uh, high schoolers uh, get my uh, sense of humor yeah. a little bit more than the, than the younger kids. But, um, you know, when the opportunity came uh, to move to the middle school, I was enjoying the assistant principal role, but you know, when, when, when folks come knocking and those opportunities come up, it's like, you know, you, you, you gotta jump right in and it's been a, a really good transition. I mean, you know, the beginning of last year, we started off really strong and then obviously um, transitioned into school closing at the, in the middle of March and going, doing a remote thing at the end of uh, last year and, and now starting off with it. Uh, it's, we uh, anticipated at all. Not at all what we anticipated, Demetrius, not, not at all. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking for you going into your first year as, as building principal, um, knowing how important building relationships are. And, and um, I mean, talk about your, your challenge in terms of leading staff that you had only known for a few months, right? Uh, and now all of a sudden you have to lead them through this transition. Um, how was that for you? For our, for our listeners who may be thinking about going into administration and uh, or or brand new to administration, um, you've got a few years under your belt now. But at the time, you know, you were first year middle first year principal. So I mean, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I think um, you know in my background. I've got a lot of leadership training and one of the first things that that I learned as a leader is, is important that your people know that they can trust you. And so um, as soon as I got the position, you know, I started to reach out to um, teachers on campus, uh, community members. I think one of, one of the cool things is I actually uh, live in the feeder pattern. So you know, my, my kids are at the elementary school that feed into my middle school. And so I have some connections to, to families uh, in our in our neighborhood, and so you know, folks kind of knew who I was. But um, you know, from from day one, I, I came to campus, and you know, I, I told the staff, you know, my story, and you know how I got to to the point to the point that I was a, a building principal and wanted to be the building principal here uh, at our school, and um, you know, just just sharing you know myself constantly and asking questions getting to know them, um, visiting classrooms and just being all over the place, you know, being outside during drop off in the mornings, uh, being outside during pickup in the afternoon and just so students and staff could just see me. Uh, and, and then also constantly communicating, being consistent. Um, you know, I started at the beginning of the year and actually over that first summer, uh, sending out weekly uh, updates to the community and then a weekly update to my staff just so that they were used to you know hearing from me seeing me and, and all those types of things so I think that uh, went a long way and then during the first semester we had a couple instances on campus where there were questions about you know what do we do you know, slight slight emergencies but nothing that where anyone got hurt or anything but 
they were able to see how I operated during crisis types of situations. And I think that built a lot of, uh, a lot of trust in who I was and who I am as a leader. And so when school did close in March, um, you know, I, I kind of, you know, see myself as someone that's consistent, um, that's pretty mellow and, you know, I don't get too high with the highs or too low with the lows. And I think that that consistency has been something that uh, my staff has really appreciated, that the, that my community has really appreciated. So that, that's gone a long way. And I would say initially when school closed, you know, just kind of like, out. so what is my role? Because I'm in a big school district and our district, you know, they're, they're controls a lot of, of what goes on and they were sitting on a lot of communication so I was trying to figure out what's the sweet spot for my amount of communication should I still yeah. be sending out my messages weekly should I not and uh, so it, it just took some time to kind of figure out what that balance was you know uh, we have a lot of things in common um, the three of us have things in common so each of us have been leaders within middle schools. Each of us have been leaders in high schools. Uh, Demetrius, you and I have, we did the flip-flop. I was a uh, middle school assistant principal high, and then a middle school principal and then um, moved to the high school. Well, not moved, actually added. So I have the middle school and the high school. And I was, I was a little nervous about going to the high school. So you went the other direction. And I've been a middle school person my entire life. Even uh, when Jeff and I first met, we were teaching elementary school and I, it was a sixth grade self-contained classroom and a fifth grade self-contained classroom that, you know, he was in and I was in. And so even that age has always been my, my sweet spot. And then when I came to high school, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, does my district know what they're doing to me? Do they really want me to do this? So I'd love to hear what you think, because going from the high school, I had an opinion before I went to the high school. What did, what did you think about going into the jaws of the middle school? <laughs> I tell you what, I like middle school problems a whole lot more than I like high school. Wow. Problems. Wow. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, again, I really connected with, with high schoolers, but um, you know, they were <laughs> as a, as an assistant principal, you know, you're dealing with a lot of discipline and, and those types of things. Uh, and it's, uh, yeah, the, the middle school kind of drama is, is a lot less. Like I'll take, I'll take the, um, the student that's upset because someone was looking at them the wrong way <laughs> versus what that looks like at a high school oh, level. Yeah. Yeah. What it can look like at a high school level. Well, I love that, uh, middle school kids and the middle school staff are about the same except for maybe separated by 20 years, but they behave the same. And I, and I say that in the best way because my middle school staff is excellent, but they love to have fun. And I think yeah. you have to be a little bit weird to work in a middle school. You like to dress up when, you know, uh, we had uh, white out days. We all wore white. We had, uh, I forget what it was. What's that uh, with the red and white striped shirt? Um, um, fine, Waldo? Waldo? Yeah, finding Waldo. So Waldo, we had yeah. one person dressed like wait, Waldo and everybody else was dressed up in red, white. So the whole school, I couldn't do that at the high school. My teachers would be like, we're not doing that. Oh, heck no. We're not doing that. No. no. You know? They'll wear spirit wear, but they're not going to dress up like Waldo. So if they can wear jeans, jeans, yeah, if they can wear jeans, they're yes. going to participate in spirit days for yeah. sure. <laughs> so uh, when you first started talking, or, you know, just before I interrupted you with the uh, middle school, high school comparisons, you were talking about how your leadership, you have a pretty vast array of, of leadership experiences leading into your current position. Um, can you tell us something about, uh, you know, um, military academy at West Point? I mean, that's not something that's common for everybody. So that's pretty amazing. 
Yeah, so my, my story with that is I had no intention of joining the military at all. I was, um, you know, I grew up in a small town in Ohio, and I really connected with my principal. I ended up having the same principal from middle school through high school. When we transitioned right. from, from middle school, he went up to the high school with us, and she just just an amazing leader. Um, Dr. Crates is still uh, one of my mentors. But, you know, I, I had this idea when I was, I think it was a junior. I was like, you know what? I think I want to come back home and, and, and take your job, Dr. Crates. And uh, as, wow. as a principal, as a high school principal. Um, but I was, um, you know, I was a decent student. And uh, I was, you know, I, I had leadership roles, you know, and I, I played three sports and uh, ended up being selected by my um, teammates as captain for all three. And uh, um, my senior, the end of my junior year, beginning of my senior year, uh, West Point started recruiting me for football. And, wow. uh, you know, I was going through, you know, that whole process uh, and I, learning more and more about the academy because I, I had no idea what a military academy was, to be completely honest. And, uh, but the more I learned about it, like this is an opportunity that I definitely cannot pass up. I think, uh, you know, if if I decide to do 20 years or 30 years, I'll still be able to get out and, and teach or become a, an, an administrator or whatever. Uh, but, you know, I, I just couldn't pass up that opportunity. So um, I got to um, go to go to school for four years to learn how to be uh, an officer in the Army. And, uh, you know, I, I realized how how much of a blessing that is because not many people mm-hmm. have that chance. Uh, there's a lot of people that are seeking it. Um, but, uh, you know, I would just, just by the grace of God, I had that opportunity and, uh, it was, it was the best, best experience of my life. Well, that is really cool. And, and it warms my heart. I'm from Wisconsin, so I'm just really glad that you didn't become a Buckeye. I'm just really happy. About that. <laughs> well, my, 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 my dad's an Ohio State alum and he oh, was very yeah. disappointed. <laughs> He's not going to listen to this episode. He wasn't disappointed that he did not have to pay for. Yes. Right? <laughs> So you played. So you played football for Army then. I did. Yes. Yes. And uh, it was. Uh, it was. It was an awesome experience. I mean, that that brotherhood that you know that that carried me through the academy. Because again, I wasn't like a huge. I didn't have a huge focus on you know being an officer, but um, you know that that the lessons that I learned on the football field have translated so many different ways. Sure, sure. Can you can you get into uh, a, a little bit? I mean, you you talked about how your your you know your consistency has really paid dividends for you, and uh, your highs are not too high, your lows are not too low. And believe me, as a first year principal, um, I went from elementary to middle to high school during my uh, administrative career, um, and I remember very clearly that very first year. I was having a bad day and I must have run down the hallway or something. And three days later, one of my teachers came to see me and said, she said, Hey, Jeff, I, uh, so I heard you had a bad day on Monday. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I haven't seen you for three days. Um, so word gets around if the leader is in this example, running down the hallway at a quicker pace than he or she usually does, you know? So that consistency is perhaps something, you know, your, your cool, calm, level-headed self. Do you feel like you learned that and, and, and other traits like it um, during your experience, uh, you know, at, at West Point maybe? Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's, you know, part of the structure of the Academy is to put you under a large, and see how you deal with it 
um, you know, there's, there's always something to be done and you can't always get it done. So you have to prioritize and you can't be, you know, too emotional uh, either, either way, um, you know, I, th I think and, and be uh, successful. Um, you know, and, and I think that that also translated into my time when I was on active duty in the army. Um, you know, I was I was deployed to uh, Iraq in 2004, and uh, as a as a platoon leader, so I was in charge of about um, 25 other guys uh, in our field artillery unit. And you know, we did some things that we didn't necessarily uh, train for, um, but in those types of situations the folks that you're in charge of are, are looking to you. And if you're going to freak out in those situations, they're going to follow suit and that's not going to end in anything good in that type of situation. So you've had some good experiences from West Point in preparation for your leadership as an administrator. I'm wondering if we could maybe train um, officers for the army now by having them become a high school principal during this period of time. Cause I think that's a lot of stress. And if you can lead through these times, you could probably do that too. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and I, mean, I, I think I also think about the flexibility, like you know, the unpredict, under, unpredictability in, uh, in in the military is, uh, yeah, it, it's it's very similar. It's good. It's good training. Now, the good training. news is, on most days, thankfully, no joking, we're we're not dealing with life and death situations. Absolutely. You know, I'm not I'm not behind enemy lines and and defending my staff and students like you had to for your platoon. So that I'm very grateful for. Absolutely. Yeah. D Demetrius, you haven't always uh, uh, been out in California, though. I mean, you know, you and I talked a while back about, um, you know, you live coast to coast. I mean, so you talk about that a little bit, you know, about you just moving around a little bit in, in, throughout your life. Yeah, yeah. So um, we got a, my wife and I, um, we're classmates from West Point. So okay. both of us went through that experience and uh, we were on active duty uh, together. And uh, when we got out of the army, we moved out to California because um, she's from out here. Um, she got a job in the Central Valley and we lived there for three years. And I started teaching uh, high school out there. And um, she had the opportunity to take a promotion uh, to um, Maryland. And so, um, you know, as, as a teacher, you can, you can be mobile, you can be agile that way. And so we moved out to Maryland and um, I started off in a middle school teaching uh, social studies in middle school in Baltimore City. And then I uh, spent one year there and then moved um, out to Howard County. So in the, the suburbs there um, between DC and Baltimore and was there for four years and, um, you know, really enjoyed it. So, you know, Central Valley, California, Baltimore City, uh, suburban Maryland, and then now back in uh, uh, suburban um, Bay Area of California. So, yeah, coast to coast in a, in a variety of different experiences. And, uh, you know, I think, the, you know, the most consistent thing, thing throughout all this experience is the kids are the same. I think, yeah. uh, you know, when it comes down to it, all of our ki kids are curious, they want to learn, you know, they want to have fun and, um, you know, just, just different settings. That, that's so true. I, that, that's so true. You've had the, uh, you know, the, the opportunity to see what's different school systems like are, are, are from coast to coast, really. I mean, and that's so interesting. And, and I guess encouraging to hear, too, that kids are the same wherever, wherever you go, wherever you've landed, you know, wherever your experiences have been with them. So that's amazing, man. So I know, Demetrius, that you also are one third of a podcast yourself. <laughs> is that right? That is, that is correct. 
Okay. That's, that's so, one, of my, one of my hobbies was podcasting, yes. Yeah, give a shout out to your guys and tell us what the AOS is all about. Okay. So, yeah. So, the AOS podcast uh, is, um, you know, myself uh, and uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Vashon uh, Smith, who is in uh, Missouri, and uh, David McGuire, who is in Indianapolis. And the three of us got connected because uh, all three of us are black principals of middle school, elementary schools. We got connected through the A Black Hands podcast. Um, so if you're not familiar, the A Black mm -hmm. Hands podcast, it's for um, black males. Not, they're all not in education, but um, they all have connection to education. They've been superintendents, principals, um, and um, you know, supporters of education. And so um, the A Black Hands is amazing. And I started listening to them because one of the members, um, Dr. Charles Cole is here in Oakland. So he's in the Bay Area. Okay. And so somehow I, I, I heard him um, speak and saw him on social media and I saw him um, tweet out about the podcast. And, uh, you know, as a, um, as a black male educator, there's not a lot of us, um, especially in administration. Mm -hmm. And so I am the only um, black male principal in my district of 34 schools. Wow. And so there's not a lot of, you know, connection that way, you know, folks that look like me, um, culture wise and those types of things. Not that that's a bad thing, but um, I just haven't had that connection. Uh, and then that's really been in my, uh, um, you know, my educational experience for the most part. Um, but yeah, so long story short is we connected through the A Black Hands podcast and Ray Ankrum, who is one of the members of the A Black Hands, shout out to him, Sharif Almecki and Chris Stewart, all four members of the A Black Hands. And um, uh, Ray is a superintendent in New York. He's also, um, we're also members of the same fraternity. And he kind of pulled us all together. The three of us are also uh, members of three different Black Greek fraternities. And so we have that connection uh, as well. So, you know, just shout out to the whole crew. I know that's probably a little longer than you wanted. That's good. But, no, that's good. Uh, you know, I mean, the bottom line is, um, you know, we're just trying to build community, mm -hmm. trying to set the standard for, um, for Black male excellence in, in school leadership and be examples for our, um, for our students and communities. Well, we're going to know the AOS podcasters pretty well, aren't we, Jeff? I think so. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, there may be a collab in the works here yeah. coming yeah. up. Talk All right. About, talk about the principalship with us five guys, you know. So I, I hope, and I think, I think David has hair on top of his head at least. I, I'm pretty sure. I don't know lately or did he? Oh, no. Uh oh. Uh -oh. Think so. so this could be four versus one. Versus one—that's uh, great. You know, you know, the, uh, so much of what you just said resonates with me, and uh, you know, we hear about it all the time about about that there are not enough um, black teachers, there are not enough black school leaders, and and you know, this is this is important for for kids to have so, have role models who look like them, who 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 know what they're going through, who know where they're coming from. How do we encourage? Um, how do we encourage Demetrius more more black educators to enter the field? I think it's it's about creating environments where um, you know black children are able to thrive. And so you know right now you know the makeup of 
um, of, of teaching is, you know, mostly um, women, 80% women are in the classroom for the most part, uh, white women. And if, uh, if there's not a strong understanding of all the cultures that you're dealing with, it's not always going to be the best environment to grow and thrive. And, you know, you, you can t look at the statistics of, of students having a better experience when they have um, at least one black teacher, especially in elementary school. But, but I think there, there has to be an understanding of, of culture, an understanding of language, a, an understanding of the experiences. And if you don't get someone that values who you are and where you come from, um, then you're not going to want to go into education. Um, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's not that simple, but that's just simply a simple way to explain it. Um, because, you know, you hear terms like microaggressions and it's, I think it's, you know, it's, it's could be ignorance when you just don't understand a comment that you make and how that can be offensive or can turn someone, turn someone off and they shut down in their, in your classroom or in your school. Um, that's a real thing. And so <clears throat> it, it comes with, you know, a, a hypersensitivity, if you will, or self-awareness. I think that's one of the things that we need to build in is, is being self-aware and understand how our words and how our actions are impacting those around us. So, you know, we're not going to change the, the teaching force overnight, but there has to be um, more cultural, cultural awareness uh, in the, in the, uh, in our teaching staff and especially in our curriculum as well, because we don't see ourselves in our curriculum. Uh, it's, it's, it's one side of history, uh, or it's, it's one set, set of narratives, you know, one set of authors, um, that's not diverse. Right. And when you're not celebrated, um, you know, you say, you know, anti-black curriculum, you know, I mean, it, it is, it can be, um, what it is, what, what experiences students are going through and they don't, and you know, they don't want to have any part of it. About a month ago, we had a, a podcast called the social justice episode and uh, Dr. Markenya Williams was on and uh, I know she knows Jeff better than me, but when you talk about curriculum, she was well-versed in the history of America. And you know, one of the things that I, I'm, I'm going to, it's not a direct quote, but she was talking about how our country was built with her ancestors, even though they may have been enslaved. So that to have the pride to know that her ancestors were, were part of that, that development. And without them, we may not be where we are today. So despite the, the, the negativity that was surrounded, she's changing the, the view of that, but she knew everything, you know, from, from Brown versus the board of education and how it took 20 years to get through some of these changes, even though it was law, she, I, I, I was, you know what I, I felt like? I felt dumb, first of all, because she knew so much. She, she knew about the intricacies. And I think that the curriculum actually already exists. We may have to pull in some other resources, no doubt. I don't think it's a textbook that I'm looking for. But mm -hmm. the, the information exists, and, it, and we should be able to get it. We, we live in the information age. And uh, I guess that's what, um, after talking to several people now from podcasting and just uh, connections within education, Twitter, whatever, um, like I said, sometimes I just feel really dumb that we don't, we haven't made those changes. You know, it's 2020. Where have we been? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree completely.
Yeah, it's a good reflection. It's a good reflection. I, I feel, I think that, um, I, you know, we've seen a, a lot of movement. And I hope it continues. You know, and I hope that's more than just book studies and, and people talking, you know, there needs, there need to, there needs to be action. And uh, I've seen a lot of good uh, lately and uh, it, it really needs to continue so we can push, you know, keep, keep pushing the needle forward. So I always think that every, every movement in America stems from public school because we have so we have such a platform to do it. These students are here for 13 years, you know, for if they start in, in, in kindergarten. So if we really want to make a change within our culture, it starts with our public schools because we have them. So we may have to change faculty members mindsets first to get to that point. But like Jeff said, the, the catalyst for change, I think, is ripe for the picking right now. Sure. The harvest is here. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think it was at Marcus Bellin. He was talking about that too. And he said, you know, he met a, a lady in the, in the, I think it was Walmart that he mentioned and uh, a neat conversation that he had between him and uh, a lady buying white fragility and kind of looked at him in the store. Like, uh, I have the book in my hand. I should probably talk to you because you're black yeah. and I'm white and I'm buying the book. It's kind of awkward, but you know what I think is important is that Marcus wasn't afraid to have the conversation. So here you are in the middle of Walmart and you're going to have that conversation no matter how awkward it may be. And I, I think we all have to be brave enough to have those conversations, white, black, indifferent. It doesn't matter. Um, it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Our, our kids need it. Um, you know, I think that's one of, I was, you know, initially afraid again, because, you know, I'm one of, I'm, I'm the only, in my and I, I think that, you know, in all honesty, I'm just afraid to kind of push and just have to start talking about that. But I think, you know, the events with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, um, you know, over the spring, just, you know, really helped me realize, like, if anything's gonna, gonna change in my community, it's gonna start with me. And uh, so, you know, so right. we've been having more conversations, um, you know, as a, as a school community, uh, inviting parents into discussions about um, understanding race and, and race, racial equality and um, just starting to have those conversations with our students as well, um, kind of as our, um, our um, school-wide focus. Um, this year is, is liberty and justice for all. And, uh, you know, again, you know, with my military background, you know, saying the Pledge of Allegiance means something to me, but just doing it out of rote um, repetition, uh, we don't get any value out of that. And so, you know, I, I want us to be able to understand what it means to um, have liberty, like the freedom to learn who we are, whether it's race, gender, uh, cultural background, sexuality, all those different things are important parts of our identity, but we don't necessarily openly explore them or, or make that a welcome place on our campuses and then with justice, you know, just treating everyone with the equity that they uh, need and that they deserve to thrive. And so that's really my focus this year. And so I'm hoping that, and, and I've got, you know, a lot of staff members that are, that are really on board that, um, you know, I don't have to change their minds, but they're helping us change the minds of our school community. And so that's been, that's been an amazing step that I've made as a leader this over, over the last year. Absolutely. Absolutely. How, how powerful, man. And we, uh, we just continue to think about you and, and, um, and know that uh, in, the, in the work that you're doing uh, in this year, second year as middle school principal is going to continue to raise the bar and move the needle for people. So thank you for what you're doing. That's great. Um, 
Demetrius, you've talked about challenges um, on on the show this afternoon, and uh, I want to I want to hear though, you know, what you're what are you hopeful for? Wow, um, I'm I'm hopeful that we'll come out of this season of you know uh, racial injustice, this this season of COVID nineteen, just as you know, better people understanding how important it is for us to rely on each other to get through challenges. Um, you know, we're, we're relying a lot on technology and I think that is going to be something that our teachers are going to be professionals on moving forward. And I hope that it allows for more flexibility in what we do as, as, as a school system. You know, I hope that we're more socially conscious and that we're ever able to leverage all this technology to really fit the needs of all of our families. I mean, I think we're seeing a lot of uh, inequities come out, you know, with, with the pandemic and with getting everyone online. And, um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm also seeing, you know, meeting the needs with, with, with food and um, in all those different types of areas. So I, I think that this is an eye-opening experience for us to all realize how important it is to be connected, yeah. to, to know each other and to support each other uh, through challenges. Cause we're not going to make it through this, you know, on our own, you know, me as a principal, like there's no way that, you know, I can help a building run like a virtual building run on my own. Uh, it takes it takes the work of, of every every member of this team, every member of the community, and I hope that uh, we're we're able to, um, you know, just be better, be better for one another, be able to support one each each other better, and uh, you know, use all the technology to make to make the educational experience. Um, one that really supports all of our students. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's good. That's so good. I, I've, I've said it so many times over the past few months that connection is what is going to drive us and, and make us better together and stronger together. So that's just, uh, that's just a perfect answer, man. It's a perfect answer. Hey, we have uh, one final question for you. <laughs> so Demetrius, imagine you're at the, you know, you have, I don't know how many tall buildings you have, because in my town, we only have one elevator and it's only a three-story building. So it's not that big, but it, where you are, yeah, I'm sure you can find a building with an elevator. So imagine you run into, I don't know how you guys work in California, but in Wisconsin, we're pretty competitive with our schools right now. We have what we call open enrollment. So students that live in the neighboring district can come over here and we, and they bring their tax dollars with them. So, you know, it's pretty competitive. So imagine that's you. What's your one minute elevator pitch to that neighboring school to talk about your middle school that you're, you know, in year two now as the middle school principal, how are you going to sell your building to somebody else? Wow. That's a great question. <laughs> you know, I would say this, um, we are focused on getting better. I think that our, our school this year is something that is needed not just in our community, but I, I think it's needed nationwide. I think we need to focus on how, how we can have a school. We are focused on having a school that is for everyone. And it's, it's not gonna be perfect. We're gonna make some mistakes, but the bottom line is, our focus is on making sure that this is a place where you can learn and you can grow. And when there's a barrier to to preventing you from having success, 
we're going to do all we can to knock it down so that you're going to be successful. So this is a place where um, we're, I'm part of a leadership team that is doing that. And if you want to learn and grow and thrive, you're going to join us. I'd go there. I'd sign up. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's great, man. Uh, removing obstacles for people and teaching others how to remove obstacles for people. I mean, that's, yep. that's, that's a true community, right? Yep. So love that, my friend. Hey, Demetrius, how can people get a hold of you? If they want to connect with you, if they want to learn more about the work you're doing, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find, find me on Twitter. I am very active on Twitter. It is uh, at Demetrius underscore ball, D-E-M-E-T-R-I-U-S underscore ball. Um, I celebrate all the different things that we're doing as a school and, um, you know, folks are, are, are more than welcome to, to check me out. Um, my school is at IHMS Jaguars, uh, we're the Iron Horse Middle School Jaguars. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm communicating with the community that way and just building connections. And uh, so I, I welcome you to, to follow me and I'll follow back and, you know, we can, uh, we can do this education thing together. Yeah. I might even come visit you come January when it's minus 20 here. <laughs> oh, oh we, we don't do that out here. It might rain a little bit. But yeah. That's the beauty of California, right? All right, Demetrius, this has been a pleasure. Uh, we wish the very best for you and your school community as you uh, keep getting deeper into this 2020, 2021 school year. And uh, just a pleasure having you on the show, brother. Yep. Oh, thank you both so much, Jeff and Adam. I really appreciate the opportunity and I look forward to connecting with you all, um, you know, down the road. I can't wait for our pass again. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, man. I'm Jeff. He's Adam. We're the Principal Leadership Lab. Have a great night. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Principal Leadership Lab. Feel free to connect with us in between episodes on Twitter and on Instagram. All of our information is included within our show notes. Until next time, this is Adam signing off for the Principal Leadership Lab.